Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. That's a hearty amen. Um, just a few announcements uh, Sister Bounds wanted me to announce here tonight. Pastor is on his way to Arkansas with the Ferris family. Um, <clears throat> so we just want to, we're going to pray here in a little bit. We're going to pray uh, for Brother Ferris, Pastor Ferris, and uh, his family. Um, he's on the way there, and we just want to pray that angels will comfort them, and the peace of God will be with them. As most know, there's been a notification going out to the church today. And we also want to keep in prayer Pastor Nehemiah and his brother just recently passed away this week. And uh, we're going to have you and your family in prayer as well. I wonder if we could lift our hands and let's pray for those needs right now. God, we pray for these needs. Lord, you know all, God. You are a just God, and I pray, Lord, for Pastor Ferris, Bishop Ferris here tonight, and his family, that the peace of God will enter that room where he is, Lord. And God, for our pastor, that you give him wisdom and anoint his mind, God, and give him strength to his spirit, God, to deal with these situations, Lord. And we pray for Pastor Nehemiah and his family right now for the passing of his brother, God, that you would comfort him, comfort his wife, comfort his child, comfort his whole family in this season, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord here tonight, don't you? I feel the presence of God. If you could turn with me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 8. Nine. Give honor to my man of God, my pastor such a wonderful man, isn't he? He's the man of God for this city. And you only have one pastor. And he loves me enough to put me down and send me forth. And I love him. Really do. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 16 and verse 8 it says, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Just want to preach the burden of my heart here tonight. Um, talk, preach, whatever God wants here tonight. Um, an open door to the harvest an open door to the harvest. I believe God set a door before us. A great door, like Paul said. Something that effectual means active. It's, it's, it's here. It's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It's not next year. It's here right now. And as the body of Christ, we need to be wise and aware enough that we have to walk through that door and accomplish what God has called us to accomplish here this year in Jesus' name. Would you put your Bibles down and lift your hands towards heaven again? Lord, we pray over the service, God. We pray that the anointing of the Lord would be here tonight. 
that God, that the burden of God would rest upon every row in the sanctuary. Lord, that your angels would be with us here tonight, that your presence would be with us here tonight, that most of all, you, God, would be in the midst of your body here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I think it's awesome that we had 65 get the Holy Ghost last Sunday. Amen. Come on, 65. That's bigger than some churches in North America. I think we should praise God for, uh, praise him in advance because guess what? That's not the only time that's going to happen. I believe that's going to be doubled here soon in Jesus' name. 65, I think 12 the first, the first week and eight, seven to eight last Sunday. And uh, praise God, amen. It takes a lot of work, but don't be weary in well-doing because if you faint not, you shall reap what you sowed. And I believe every, every prayer that we prayed during the pandemic, every uh, all-night prayer meeting, every prayer meeting we had on Sunday nights, I think it's coming to pass as we speak. It's coming to pass. We see here in Matthew 10 that he commissioned his disciples um, and he called them unto himself. We have to first understand that we have not chosen Jesus, but he chose us here tonight. It's a difference between choosing him and when he chooses us, because if you were to choose him, you would have to run on your own ability and talent. But since he chose us, he has called us. Therefore, he has equipped us because he always equips those that he's called to finish a work for him and his kingdom. Amen. He said, I give you power against every unclean spirit to cast them out, to heal all manners of sickness and all manners of disease. Do you recognize that you have that power here tonight? That you have the authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That you have the ability to prophesy in the Holy Ghost and it shall come to pass. When we fully grasp on who we are and what we are called to do, the sky is the limit for your family, for this city, for this community, for every neighborhood in this city. Because we are called not to be little or small, but we are called to be mighty through God. We are called to change the world and not the world to change us. We are called to spread the light of this gospel to this world and every dark alley and every dark world and every person's life in this city. Amen. He has equipped us because he has called us first. Because he has called us out of darkness, we are therefore able to minister to those that are in the dark. He has healed our bodies, therefore we have jurisdiction to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Because God, when he saves you, he doesn't call you to sit on a pew and pay your tithes Sunday after Sunday. He doesn't, call, he doesn't save you just to sit there and twiddle your thumbs, but he has saved you so you can make a difference. He has saved you so you can make a difference. I know it's simple here tonight, but I'm just going to, my role here tonight is just to put another log on the fire because this fire's not dying out. I know we had summer harvest, but summer harvest is going to continue in every season until God fulfills the prophecy that is over this church. He didn't say hundreds. He said thousands, folks. 
I come to tell you thousands of people are going to be in this sanctuary until we move into another sanctuary. And it's going to be not through another generation, but it's going to be through our generation. We're not going to prophesy for things to come to pass, but we are going to walk in prophecy because we're living in the last days. Amen. Feel the Holy Ghost. He said, as ye go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. You see, 1 John says in 2, 27, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all things, and is the truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. We have to understand that the truth that was delivered unto us the anointing that we have, which is the endowment of the Holy Ghost, that is something that can help you in every area of your life. It can help you to accomplish the will of God. And it's no man that needs to assist you to do so. You have everything right in front of you to do what God has called us to do. If God's called you to be a soul winner, all you need to trust in is, is in prayer and is in fasting and is in reading his word. You need to trust in the spirit of God because you cannot accomplish anything through your flesh but everything is accomplished everything is conquered everything is done through the spirit of the Holy Ghost Paul said no man called me to be an apostle but I got the revelation through Jesus Christ we need to stop uh, stop putting so much reputation in man's ability and man's validation because God did not call you to serve man he called you to serve Jesus Christ because if you please the Father, you will accomplish what the Father has called you to accomplish. Soul winning. Anybody want to be a soul winner here tonight? I don't know about you, but I've been itching to win another soul, Pastor Nehemiah. There's nothing greater than soul winning. It's greater than any conference. It's greater than any event. It's greater than, it's, you, ever, you ever invited someone to church and God really touched them? The, the number one subject you talked for the next week was about that moment. It's addicting. Soul winning is what we're called to do. No matter if you're a children's pastor all the way to an usher, no matter what position or role you hold, all of us are called to win a soul. All of us are called to reach the lost and dying world. Once we grasp that, it's be it, we become that which we are called to become. Soul winning is addicting. It's something that is is fantastic. I remember uh, two years ago when we went on outreach. I don't know if Buster Gladman's here tonight, uh, but Brother Gladman, I took him on his first really since being back in church outreach. And I remember as he was walking down the road, there's a gentleman FaceTiming his girlfriend and um, he interrupted the conversation and invited him to church. And that man got so excited and ecstatic that, that someone invited him to the anchor church. And as he did, he was saying, hey, hey, babe, 
Hey, babe, they just invited me to church. You know how we were just talking about that. And, and he got all excited and I walked ahead so I wouldn't interrupt the conversation. And as I'm on the top of the hill, I see Brother Gladman walking up that hill with tears streaming down his face. He was so burdened and so excited that someone agreed to come with him to church. And you see, I believe that God is fixing here in a few minutes to baptize us with a burden for souls again. Because we have to evaluate ourselves and ask us, when's, when's the, and I'm preaching to myself here tonight, when's the last time I had a guest sit with me at church? When's the last time I, I'd reached somebody and I personally tried to win somebody or invited someone to church? Because once we evaluate, evaluate ourselves, once we hold ourselves accountable, that's when things really begin to work in the kingdom of God. And once we are baptized with the burden from Christ to win the lost, to reach the lost, to preach the kingdom of God, no matter if it's in a laundry mat, no matter if it's across the table in the lunch table at your work, no matter if it's even in a restaurant, once we have that burden and we walk in that burden, God is just going to give us the harvest that he's prophesied to this church, but everybody's got to be together to do so. Some of the best sermons in the Bible were preached one-on-one with Jesus and Nicodemus and Jesus with the woman at the well. And then you have Paul that was talking to Felix and made him tremble. You have Philip that was with the man of Ethiopia. This man, if I could zoom in here in this story, that the details show that he was a man under the authority of the queen from his country. He was the treasurer. He was sitting in the chariot, and I can imagine with servants surrounding him with these finely bred horses. Uh, you can um, imagine, imagine with me here today how great that country was in that time. These were not average horses, but these were the best of the best. And it was the spirit of God that, that told him to join himself with this man. And, and, um, and as he went over there, he did not walk. He did not wait. He did not contemplate. He he did not think, well, I'm going to sleep on it. He did exactly right in that very moment what the Spirit of God told him to do. Can I stop here and tell you that we have to obey the Holy Ghost in this day and age? We got to have people that can hear the voice of God so the apostolic church can grow because it's not going to be through the pastor that's going to reach your neighborhood. It's God has called you to reach your neighbors here tonight. God has called you to reach your co-workers. God has called you to reach that person that God says, I want you to stop on the side of the road. You see someone walking on the sidewalk and you go reach them. It was God that used Brother Buster and I to reach somebody that had a flat tire that he ended up coming to church and being baptized and got refilled with the Holy Ghost since the time he was 14 years old in California. Now he's in his 50s, but God filled him with the Holy Ghost this past Sunday. Why? Because we had two guys that were prayed up. We were fasted up and God spoke to us to go to that location and it was that man that was in need. We need a generation that's led by the spirit of God because if you're led by God, the sky's the limit and God will do what no man can do. So he ran himself to this, this, this chariot and um, it, the Ethiopian man said, how can I understand except some man should guide me? 
and his heart was already prepared. He was reading the scriptures at the very moment, and it was it was Philip that gave in to that still small voice. It was the prophet that had the earthquake, the fire, and the wind. The still small voice was not found in those, but it was it was found after all the noise had left the room for him. You see, there's power in the still small voice here today. I believe it's more powerful than any natural disaster, any natural force on this planet. Why? Because it's God speaking to you and no one else. And when God gives you word, you can take it to the bank. When God gives us prophecy, you can take it to the bank. We need to be a doer of the word and what the Holy Ghost convicts us and tells us to do. It was my grandmother uh, years ago, tell you a testimony. I was with her at my brother getting married this past May, and we were talking, and she was telling me stories on just just God things. And we were driving in the car and uh, just talking about God and just, you know, whatever came to our mind. And she said, I have to tell you something. Um, I, I was, she was a bill collector for many years, and she worked at home for a period of time. I can't remember if this was in the office or was at home, but... Uh, every conversation she had, she was recorded, and she was uh, developed a relationship what she had with her, she had to with her clients. Obviously, if you're trying to collect bills, you gotta you know weave your way into something. And uh, this man was from New Jersey, and week after week he would call. He was in real estate, had a lot of money, but he owed a lot of money as well, and would pay her a lump sum every week. And there was one morning, um, Brother Chuck, that she she was talking to this man, and she felt the presence of God enter her office and she said to herself "Uh uh-oh I'm in trouble you ever had that happen to you when God tells you to go do something and it's so frightening and so fearful that's how she felt it wasn't a good it wasn't a bad trouble it was a good trouble but it was bad to her flesh you see the flesh and the spirit they war against each other it's not a one-time battle but it's a war that consists of many battles and she fought with herself and, and contemplated with her mind saying, I, God, I can't really, I can't say anything about God over this phone. I have a potential to get fired if I do so. And the presence of God began to fill that office. And as she, she, she began to feel God, she gave in to what the Holy Ghost originally told her minutes before. And she said, sir, I have to stop you in this conversation, but I have to let you know that God just spoke to me here a little uh, moment ago, and the Lord said that your wife has brain cancer. That grown man over the phone began to weep and cry. And he said, he said, I was praying this morning that, that God, you would send some stranger to confirm what I'm going through. And when she prophesied to him and said that that, that lady's going to be freed and delivered from that brain cancer, she has a picture on her desk to this day of God healing that lady, and she has no more brain tumor in her head. I come to tell you, there's power in a still, small voice. There's power when God tells you to do something. He's going to equip you to say it. He's going to equip you to do it. it. There's nothing too hard for God to do here tonight. But we got to take heed to what God is speaking through prayer. We got to take heed what God is telling us through our neighborhoods. And we just got to do it here tonight. If you believe that, clap your hands right now. There's power in the voice of God. There's power in the voice of God. 
You don't have to be fancy. You just need to preach Jesus. That's what Acts said. Philip was just with that man. He was examining that scripture from Isaiah. And the Bible says that he preached him Jesus. You don't have to look apart. You don't have to act apart. All you need to do is preach Jesus. Preach the simplicity of the gospel. That he died for your sins. That you need to repent of your sins. That God can heal you because he took the stripes. That God can deliver you that you need the name of Jesus. And that God is willing to pour out his spirit upon you. It's just the simplicity of the gospel. If we would just take that and run with it, this building will be filled in just a matter of months. But there's going to have to take somebody that's going to have to grab that burden and hold it tight to you. Sometimes when God gives you a burden, there's certain things that try to distract you and suck the life out of you and try to take it away. But I wish there's somebody that would agree with me here tonight that nobody, no thing, no devil, no prince, uh, no angel, nothing is going to take the burden of God away from me. I don't want to live in cycles for God. I want to live on fire year after year, week after week, day after day for the God that saved my soul. Paul said, And I believe that God, there is personal evangelism, but I believe that there's another dimension when we evangelize together. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. When the body of Christ comes together, we operate as one. That's why when outreach took place and we had 60, 30, 40 people here, 60 people here one week, when the body of Christ got together and we went out into the cities, what God has called us to do with the rivers that are coming out of this church, that's when we begin having God moment after God moment after God moment. I remember Pastor Christman talking to me. He said he knocked on a gentleman's door. He was fearful. You could tell that he's fearful of the COVID. They haven't left their house much. And Pastor Christmas simply just begin to pray on the other side of that screen door and that that gentleman began to cry uncontrollably and have streams coming down his face and he would just utter the words you pray just like I do you see God has not called us only to be saved but there's others there that he's prepared their hearts already that we just need to simply walk down the road we need to simply get over our fear get over ourselves our ambitions our our wants, our desires, and we need to sacrifice some time, sacrifice some time in prayer, sacrifice some time to knock doors. We need to just do what God has called us to do. Because if we just do what God calls us to do, it's just open door. It's that easy. It's active. It's not hard at all. No effort whatsoever. When you just walk in the prophecy that God's called this church, it just, the Lord gives the increase.
the Lord will give the increase to your family. The Lord will give the increase on your job. The Lord will give the increase in every area of your life. But most of all, he'll, he'll bring the increase to his kingdom. Amen. I wonder if we could lift our hands and begin to pray right now. Let's just begin to pray right now. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands right now and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? Music could come. Come on, you came this far. God has heard every prayer in the last year. God has heard every prayer for your neighbors, every prayer for your lost family, backsliders. He's heard every single prayer. And it's going to come to pass here very soon. We just got to walk in front and in and through that open door that God has given this church. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, it went on and say that Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he saith unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenty but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. You see, Jesus was caught up in the busyness. There was an urgency that set upon him. He even told his disciples, I want you to preach that the kingdom of God is nigh. Repent you should perish there was there was urgency that set upon him to go to every village he could every island every every shore every 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 synagogue every street corner every house he, every chance he had he had a he was going to reach somebody and he was doing something for god in a in a church function but there is something that came upon him that saw a multitude of people that had no shepherd could I put it in these terms that we could get so busy with life, so busy with every church camp and conference, and I'm not, I'm not devaluing that here today. We need that. It needs to edify the body. But what I'm saying, there has to be a balance that says, uh, I can't afford to get caught up in the cares of this world or the cares of this life, but I've got to go reach somebody myself because if, the, if no one reaches them, who is? Who is going to reach them here tonight? 
Who is going to make up in their mind that I'm not going to pick up that video or those movies or, 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 or those things that distract my time before I win someone to God? There has to come something. There has to be something that comes on us. Uh, when I was a young preacher, I made up my mind, Brother Chuck. I got on my knees in my college dorm. I said, God, I don't want to preach another message until I win someone to you. I don't want, I don't want to testify another time until somebody is on the seat row with me. That's the burden that we have to have because if we walk with that burden we carry that burden God is going to give us the harvest it's not that complicated it's it's not it's not complex it's very simple but somebody's got to grab the burden of God and say God I want to be a soul winner 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 I want to impact people's lives, Pastor Nehemiah. I know I'm talking to the choir right now, but you know what I you know my heartbeat. I want to I want to reach somebody that doesn't know Jesus, somebody that doesn't know nothing about God. It's so rewarding. It, it, it's, 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 it's hard to even explain here tonight. When you, when you invite someone to church and they begin to feel the presence of God and they begin to call on God and begin to see God for themselves. I can't explain it here tonight, but it's something that it, it transforms you and shifts something in your heart. And you're less about yourself and more about God and what he needs done. That's what John was saying, less of me and more of him. It was Jesus that was dying at Gethsemane. He said, less of me and more of you, not what I wanna do, but God what you want to do. God can do anything with a dead man. He can do anything with a dead man. <laughs> when you die to yourself, he can do anything with a dead man. The Bible says you are complete in him who is all over all powers and all principalities. But you got to be in him. Him and you. When it's less of us, what else is there? More of him. It's very simple. I'm not saying this because I run the outreach at the church. This is something I felt in prayer to do. And this is my role in this service. But God wants to fill this house, folks. <laughs> he wants to fill this house. Brother Danny, I hope I never get old of knocking doors in this city. I repent for every bad attitude I had because I had too much to do. I repent of it. Because there's someone's soul that's, that's in the balance of eternity of heaven and hell. And they need somebody to reach them. It's not only going to be in door knocking, but it's going to be in every avenue that we can use in this church. Whether it's through a drug and alcohol recovery program, whether it's through knocking doors or a food program. God doesn't care. God just wants us to get on our knees and try everything we can to gather the lost sheep in this city. He didn't call us to go to the Gentiles. He called us to go to the lost sheep in Israel. I pray that there's such a burden that comes upon us here tonight that says, I'm going to grab this. I don't care if it's an ordinary Wednesday night. I don't care if pastor's here or not. I don't care.
who's here or who's watching, but I wish there'd be somebody that comes down to this altar, runs down here and says, God, if anything, make me a soul winner. If anything, give me a burden for the loss. If anything, God, I just want to do something for your kingdom. I don't care how long I have to pray. I don't care how long I have to keep asking. I don't care how long I have to keep giving, but there's gotta be a burden that someone's gotta grasp here tonight because there is an open door. There is an active door in the spirit world. There is something happening in Zanesville. I don't wanna live through the cycles of life anymore. I don't wanna be on fire for God one week and, and cold on the next. I want to live for God with all my heart. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.